0: Welcome into to another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast, presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, DB e. Sidhu, and we're going to wrap up our AFC South 2020 season preview with uh, today's guest, Jim Wyatt. He's a senior writer and editor for the Tennessee Titans, and I've talked to him a number of times, even before he was with uh, the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, a lot's happened with with Tennessee and, and this AFC South rival the last time that I... Saw Jim in person, I believe, was at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, and a number of players, including Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, were at the Pro Bowl, and they had just come off the AFC South, or AFC South, AFC Championship loss just the week before um, against Kansas City, and, and they barely had time to recover from that, and they were at the Pro Bowl, I, I know, Boohoo. It's just so sad. But uh, there were a lot of questions about that Titans team heading into this offseason because a lot of them were not under contract. A lot of them were set to hit free agency. So uh, a lot of those issues are now resolved. But a few players did depart. And I wanted to talk to Jim about how they plan on filling some of those holes. And also, there's a big name, a former Texan, that's been possibly linked to signing with the Titans Titans fans want to know if he's going to sign there or not I'm going to ask about the Jadavion Clowney rumors and if there's any truth to the fact that he may sign there with Mike Rabel and the Tennessee Titans that's all coming up on my interview with Jim Wyatt. But first, Texans fans, the coverage of Xfinity X-Fi can't be beat. Stream your team all season long on every in-home device, no matter where you watch. This is beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans and proud partner of this podcast. So let's get right into it. Jim Wyatt, we're talking Tennessee Titans and wrapping up our AFC South coverage. Uh, here he is talking about the Titans and all their off-season moves. Take a listen. Welcome in. Joining me today, my good friend Jim Wyatt. He works for TennesseeTitans.com. New website change, by the way. Senior writer and editor for the site. It used to be Titans Online, Jim. You guys changed names on me, or, or did this happen and I didn't notice it?
1: <laughs> it just happened within the last month or so, I guess, to get with the brand is what I've been told. So uh, same uh, kind of content going about the same way, just got a different name.
0: Or tell me about what's happening over there in Nashville right now. I know players are reporting all over the league. Rookies are starting to show up. That's also the case for the Titans. Uh, What can you tell us about this week and what it's been like there?
1: Well, uh, people are excited. It's it's one of those deals, though, where I think it's a hurry-up-and-wait situation, not only for players, for for media covering the team, and for fans who are kind of chomping at the bit. Obviously, fans will not be at camp this year uh, at St. Thomas Sports Park. And when players report, just like it is across the league, uh, they're going to be there for testing right out of the gate, and that's quarterbacks and rookies and injured players first and then the rest of the team next week. And I don't expect to see players on the field until probably the beginning uh, or the middle of August as far as doing drills. You're going to see a lot of conditioning work, but it's a start, and that's a good thing. And the Titans do have a veteran team coming back. The Derrick Henry situation was just resolved last week. Ryan Tannehill's back. They've taken care of a lot of unfinished business, and now it's just a matter of getting yourself in a position to be ready for the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to ask you about Tannehill and Derrick Henry because the last time I think we spoke was at the Pro Bowl in Orlando back in January, and coming off that AFC championship loss, the Titans had a number of players that were didn't know what was going to happen within this offseason. So let's start with Tannehill. Obviously, uh, the Titans just decided that that's the, the way they're going to go with quarterback. Uh, to have Tannehill under center. Have they changed maybe how they've built the offense around him, knowing that he's the starting quarterback now?
1: Well, I think you can carry over. You know his strengths after working with him, you know, the latter part of last season and the way he did so well. He has so many weapons coming back. I mean, A.J. Brown, who was so good as a rookie, you know, Adam Humphreys, Corey Davis, uh, their top three receivers are back. John U. Smith, their top tight end. The offensive line is back intact, except for right tackle, whether it would be a competition there. But he's familiar with the guys around him. They're familiar with what he did so well last season. I think he just try to build on that. Um, you know, there will be some new pieces. Darrington Evans, a, a running back they drafted, that may take some of the pressure off of Derrick Henry. But I think the offensive plan will be the same. I mean, the tides are going to throw the ball. People. You know, hear about Derrick Henry, saw what he did during the playoffs last year and think, you know, Ryan Tanehill is a complimentary piece to this offense. Reality is, during big portions of the season last year, the Titans won because of what Tanehill was able to do. So I think you try to mix the run game with the pass and just uh, try to pick up where you left off last season.
0: All right, pandemic aside, I know that uh, a lot of things were sort of up in the air for the Titans, but you mentioned Derrick Henry, and he just beat that July 15th deadline to get an extension done. So now he's going to be a Titan for the next four years. How important was it to get that deal done? Because it seemed like there was a lot of banter that the price could go up for signing uh, the NFL's leading rusher, but the Titans got it done. Uh, What sort of priority did they place on bringing Henry back?
1: Well, I think it was important. And and I think, you know, people, um, you know, got anxious leading up to the deadline because for a long time, it didn't look like it was necessarily going to get done. And, um, you know, the team was going to have him under contract for 2020 with the franchise tag. And, and the reality is the Titans were going to have an option to have him back in 2021 on the tag again. So there was a little bit of a panic here in the fan base, just, you know, why is this deal not getting done? I think it was important to get it done, you know, to, because it sent a positive message in the locker room. And you're rewarding a guy who has done so much for you over the last couple of seasons. And players like to see the best players and their leaders get rewarded and to get paid and, and to have Derrick Henry come in on a tag one year and then have the chance of him coming back on, on a tag the following year, you know, yes, you still have him, but do you do yourself, do a little bit of damage by not following through with the long term deal for him if you don't get it done. And I think the Titans avoided all of that conversation and, uh, and just, you know, got the deal done. I think it's a deal that's fair for Derrick Henry. He gets upfront money, security with a long-term deal. And it's a good deal for the Titans because, you know, if you look at it, you know, the contract really lumps in what he would have made on, on the, the franchise tag for a couple of years and moves some money around where it's actually a benefit to the, you know, to the salary cap and will allow them to maybe sign some other players as well. So win-win situation for both. And I think it was big, you know, again, for Derek, for his teammates and really for the fan base who has learned to love this guy.
0: Well, uh, not everybody's back for the Titans this year. Obviously they couldn't bring back all of their f- pending free agents. So they lose uh, a tackle Jack Conklin and cornerback Logan Ryan. Those are some big shoes to fill uh, Jim. So what, what are the Titans plans at, at those two positions?
1: Well, it is. Bit, I mean, those are two big names and, and you're, it goes even deeper than that because Jarrell Casey, a, a player that so many people are familiar with here gets traded to Denver. He's a five-time Pro bowler. Wesley woodyard has been a familiar name around here for so long. He's not coming back. Delaney Walker, uh, you know, another one. It, it's, it's a, it's going to be a locker room with a lot of different, um, you know, players needing to step up. I think it, it tackle with conklin uh, i think you're going to see dennis kelly and isaiah wilson the first round pick ballot out i give the edge to, to kelly because of experience i think logan ryan he is filled uh, his spot's going to be filled either by jonathan joseph uh, a player you're very familiar with with the texans kristen fulton a draft pick uh, you know adoy jackson returns obviously and, um, you know, Malcolm Butler returns. There's going to be a combination of players that kind of fill that secondary void. Uh, but, but the Gerald Casey departure is going to require, you know, a lot of guys to step up. Jeffrey Simmons, one of them. Laurel Murchison, a draft pick that they got this year in the draft. Uh, across the board, Titans are going to have to have some guys fill the leadership void and really fill a production void this year.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Jonathan Joseph. We saw that he signed over there in Nashville, as well as Anthony Midget, former secondary coach here in Houston. What well, can you tell us about Jonathan Joseph, what his role might look like? Obviously, he's a veteran. He's played a number of years in this league. Uh, do you see him as more adding depth in the cornerback position? Could he get another starting role there? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on him?
1: I, I'm curious myself uh, how it plays out. As, as you know, by this time when you're starting camp, you get some hints just because we've seen OTAs and we've seen mini camps this year, we've seen nothing. And so I, I'm not sure exactly how some of this is going to play out, but I do think uh, they will use a combination of players uh, and, and experiment with players in the slot. Logan Ryan was so good last year because he did play in the slot and he, you know, he could bounce outside, uh, allowed guys to move around a lot. I think the Titans are going to try a bunch of players, Uh, in different spots during camp and see what's best. And and depending on who wins that inside spot position, really going to factor how much Jonathan Joseph is going to be on the field. But they feel really good about him. And, um, you know, he has experience not only going up against guys in the AFC South, but really can be a great veteran mentor for some of the young guys on the team
0: yeah definitely I, he's one of the guys that I'm going to definitely miss seeing in the locker room just always had such great conversations with him and uh, he was just such a mentor to other players in, in in the locker room as well let's talk about the quarterback position the backup quarterback position because you no longer have Marcus Mariota there which is a little strange to see but he signed with the Raiders do you, do you think the backup quarterback for Tennessee is on the roster already or do they add somebody in camp
1: that de- that's going to be determined by how the guys competing for that spot do in camp. It's going to be Logan Woodside and Cole McDonald, the seventh-round pick out of Hawaii. Woodside I give the edge to just because he's been around. And he's really done everything right. He was drafted by the Bengals. He comes in here, spent some time on the practice squad last season, uh, he got to play in the preseason, and played well. But he, he was injured, got spent time on injured reserve. Spent all last off season, or I'm sorry, spent all last season while being on the hour still working with his teammates, sitting in on meetings, getting himself in a position where if he had an opportunity this year uh, that he was going to be able to take advantage of it. And, and he was the guy when the offseason program was, was stopped and players kind of worked on their own. He was the guy in Nashville that led the receivers – uh, in drills. Ryan Tannehill remained in South 40, worked with John U. Smith the tight end, but it was Woodside who was throwing to A.J. Brown and was throwing to Corey Davis and was throwing to other guys who wanted to get work in. So he's done everything right, but he hasn't played in a regular season game. And um, the Titans want to see how he can do in the I was going to say the preseason. There's not going to be a preseason. So they will see how he's going to do in training camp, and you're not going to be able to gauge him from preseason games. So he's going to have to impress them enough to have them say, we don't need to sign a veteran. And if he doesn't do that, and if Cole McDonald can't do that, I think the Titans will jump out and sign a veteran quarterback at some point before the season starts. But Woodside can keep that from happening if he, play, if he performs well and impresses the coaches and GM.
0: Yeah, it's going to be so strange for a lot of these rookies. Their first game action could be week one of a regular season, which is unprecedented. We've never seen that. How about the, the, the pass rush? Obviously, Mike Vrabel's the head coach there. He prides himself on on uh, leading that defense. We've seen him many times out there on the field, working with the linebackers, working with the pass rush. You signed Vic Beasley in the offseason, and now I hear a lot of buzz about Clowney and Clowney, and could he reunite with Mike Vrabel there in Nashville? What do you – what do you make of Vic Beasley's role in this defense? And what do you think about all the Clowney rumors?
1: Well, I think the Titans gonna be better, you know, at, on the edge this year, no matter what happens with Clowney. Because I think Beasley will give him a boost. Harold Landry is coming off a season when he led the team in sacks. I think hitting into year three, he's better. Kamala Correa, uh, a player the Titans acquired in a trade with the Ravens a couple years ago. He finished the year really strong, had a couple of sacks in the playoffs. And then you have a couple of other guys, in DeAndre Walker and Derek Roberson, who I think will challenge for maybe the four spot. Roberson's an undrafted free agent who who flashed it in the last season. DeAndre Walker is a draft pick from Georgia from a year ago, who spent the entire season on injured reserve. So those guys will compete. Now the clowny topic, um, I do a mailbag a couple of times a week, and that I, I, I get that question more than any other. It's been a popular topic. Uh, you know, on talk radio, uh, on Twitter, there's it, it, not a day that goes by when I don't get asked about him. It's up to Clowney. And, and um, the Titans have made no secret that they're interested in him and wanting to get a look at him and wanting to give him a physical. He's got a relationship with Brabel. He's got a relationship with Jonathan Joseph. You know, he, he's familiar with the AFC South went to to college and grew up in South Carolina. So it's close proximity to Nashville. It makes a lot of sense for him to come here. But I I think, I suspect that he wants it to make a lot of sense from a financial standpoint as well. Titans could use them, but um, I think everybody is kind of just waiting to see how this one plays out.
0: We'll be certainly watching as well. Hopefully he signs somewhere outside of AFC South. (laughs) All right, Jim, what about for you? I know it's such a strange training camp for all of us and having to cover it. We've not even laid our eyes on a lot of these new guys in person. What are some of the big storylines that you'll be following or that you'll be reporting on from Titans training camp this year?
1: Well, I, 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 we talked a little bit about the competition at right, at right tackle opposite Taylor the one at left. That, that's That's the thing I'm really intrigued with is just, you know, can Dennis Kelly hold off the you know the first round pick Isaiah Wilson for that job again? I suspect he will, but that's without laying eyes on Isaiah Wilson and knowing where he is coming into camp. So I'm interested in that. I'm interested in Logan Woodside, who, who we just re- referred to in the backup quarterback spot, because you know just proven last season how important the backup quarterback spot is. When Mariota went down, the Titans had a guy in Tannehill who could step up. So can Logan Woodside do it? I think we'll get some strong hints during the course of training camp. You know, uh, I I think Darrington Evans, the team's third-round draft pick out of Appalachian State, was drafted to be an upgrade over Deion Lewis, who was the backup running back last year. I think he's an exciting player from what I've seen on film and, and the Titans want to use him more to take some pressure off of Derrick Henry's. So I'm really curious to see how he looks, how the secondary plays out. That's a, that's a great interest to me. Um, so a lot of things to watch, uh, but I think if you're the Titans, I, I do think you have to feel good going into camp that you do have, you know, pretty much 10 of 11 spots on offense nailed down. And you do have a lot of guys on defense who return to assume roles they had last year. So you really just plug in some, uh, a few spots. I feel bad for the team to have a new head coach and a new quarterback and, a, and putting in a whole new offense. Those teams are going to be behind the eight ball when camp starts. And uh, if the Titans that, you know, you just hope to, to kind of build some momentum where you can get yourself ready for the Monday night opener in Denver.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. These teams with new head coaches, new quarterbacks, and a lot of new Young players are are really going to struggle this offseason. Something the Titans and the Texans don't have to worry about for once in 2020. Jim, thank you so much for the time. Jim Wyatt, he's a senior writer and editor for TennesseeTitans.com. Jim, looking forward to more conversations in 2020. Thank you so much.
1: Davey, good to see you. Thanks for having me.
0: Good stuff, as always, from Jim Wyatt. And like he said, players are beginning to report for Titans camp this week. And we're going to keep a very close eye on when training camp practices may actually start. And it's not going to be like a regular training camp in the sense that players get there and then they start practicing right away. There is going to be a ramp-up period uh, because obviously these players have not seen or hit each other all off season. there were no OTAs no off season workouts so of course you don't want to get right into the padded practices or pra- any practice for that matter so they'll take it slowly we don't know what those dates are yet you'll just have to keep listening you can listen to Texans All Access every night 6 to 7 p.m. with Mark Vandermeer and John Harris and of course check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest updates and official news from the NFL and from the Houston Texans. So with that, I'm going to sign off for now. This is DP Sidhu. You've been listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Be safe out there. And as always, go Texans.